This message is a product of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. We thank you for engaging this conversation. Messages like this one are great resources to help us grow, but they cannot replace being a part of a local church. If you're not actively a part of a church, we encourage you to find one near you that fits you, visit it, and get involved. And we hope this message gives life to you today. Enjoy. This series that we're in, Renew, I don't know if you were here last week, but I have a feeling this is going to be one of the big series for the next year because God, I I just have this feeling, wants to use the content in this series to do something amazing. It really comes out of the prefix re, which means again or again and again and sometimes back. And if you think about that, that really describes the level of second chance that God gives us. And so many of the words, that are connected to the gospel that we use to express the power of the gospel begin with that prefix in the English language, re. All right, and it reminds me of a conversation that Jesus had with a man named Nicodemus in John chapter 3, where he came to him in the middle of the night. Nicodemus was a very smart man. He was actually a priest, and so he would have known the scriptures, but he comes in the middle of the night to ask this question, Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus' response is this, I tell you the truth unless you are born again. That's where that language comes from. If you're not a church folk, you're not saying born again. That's where the phrase born again comes from. If you, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless you are born again, you cannot see again. And this is very confusing to Nicodemus. He asks a lot of questions about it. And Jesus then replies, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water, which is a natural birth, and the spirit, which is a spiritual birth. Humans can only reproduce life or human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. And so in this context, Jesus is talking about a spiritual rebirth. A spiritual rebirth, which reminds me of a truth that every one of us needs to be reminded of every once in a while. And that's that we couldn't follow Jesus without a second chance. We just couldn't. And I don't care how good you are. I don't care how good you have been. I don't care what you think you've earned or what you think you deserve or what you think God owes you. None of us has the capacity to follow Jesus without a second chance. It's important. And we are a church of second chances, y'all. We believe in second chances. We promote second chances. And here's why we believe so much in second chances is we know we need second chances. I know I need a second chance. Does anybody else in here know that they need a second chance every once in a while? Y'all ever blow it? Just get out of sorts and do something you ought not to do. Yell at your kids. Yell at your wife. Yell at your dog. Kick your dog. Out and don't admit to that one. All right. That's, we shouldn't do, be doing that, right? All right. But we need second chances. We need second chances. How many of y'all ever know every once in a while at work you need a second chance? You didn't do it right. Didn't do it right. Need a little grace. How many of y'all that are married in here today, you know, I need a little second chance every once in a while. You come back and you say, sorry, baby. (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. I don't know what got into me. Right? And how about y'all that are parents in here? Know that every once in a while you need a second chance. 
have a friend of mine who said this, and I'm finding it to be true. He said, I, I'll never repent more to anybody than my oldest child. Which is probably true. I'm finding that to be true myself. That you just blow it, and then you go back and you go, I thought I was doing it, I'm sorry. I lost my cool, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I slapped you in the middle, and I don't know what was going on. <laughs> got into me and just felt like you needed to get slapped and so I did it right some days it just goes down like that doesn't it I mean it's it's like sometimes things just wear out have you ever you ever had something that you that you loved and and it and it and it wore out because of the the use and and you just wanted to give it a second chance maybe it was a pair of jeans anybody have a favorite pair of jeans Anybody have a favorite pair? You just love that pair of jeans. Every time they're washed and clean, you're going to wear that pair of jeans, right? Until all of a sudden there's a hole in the butt, right? You don't know what to do with them at that point. Do I wear them in public? Do I put on like black underwear so nobody notice? Don't act like you ain't done it, okay? All right? Don't wear those jeans to church. Just a FYI, right? You get those favorite shoes that you love and you love them and they're, they're, they're your favorite black shoes and every time you go out, but after a few years of wearing them, they get scuffed up and then and you're like, well, I'm going to try to give them a second chance. I'm going to give me a Sharpie and color on them, right? <laughs> yeah, I know you've done it, right? You've all done that before, right? We try to give things a second chance. I, I am probably more tethered to my phone than the average human being. Maybe more than anybody that you know. I used to say when I first got an iPhone, I could probably conquer the world through my iPhone. I mean, I love it. I love it so much that it pretty much goes wherever I go, all right? Which means that occasionally when I take a bath, it goes to the bath with me as well. Don't worry. It has a life-proof case, right? It's supposed to be waterproof. So the other night, I was taking a bath. I'm not going to comment on whether there were bubbles involved or essential oils or whether the mood was set with a certain kind of lighting I will not give you any kind of comments <laughs> in that stream of thought but I, th- I was there and, and my, my wife walked in to say something to me it startled me and I dropped my phone in the water and I picked it up and shook it off it's supposed to be okay right set it down on the counter later got out of the bath pulled up and looked at my phone and there's water inside the case alright so me being the tech guy that I am I was like well we got to fix this real quick wiped it off you know got a hair dryer started drying it off trying to fix it and it seemed to be okay for a few minutes then all of a sudden it just shut off then it started up again then it shut off then it started up again then it shut up and I came to find out after doing some research that that's what they call the iPhone reboot loop of death that sometimes there is something that breaks inside of a phone and the hardware won't let it reboot, won't even let it get to a place where you can fix it. I was crushed. I slept like an hour that night, y'all. I'm not even kidding. I, was, I mean, I was just heartbroken over my phone because this week the iPhone 8 comes out and I was waiting. I've been waiting for the new one. And I was thinking, God, now I got I to go get an iPhone 7. And then it's going to come out with the iPhone 8. I was so worried about it, right? And it really represents this critical decision that we get to when things begin to fall apart. 
And that critical decision is this. In our lives, will we replace or will we renew? Will we replace or will we renew? You see, the problem is that far too many of us make the choice that in our lives we choose to replace instead of seeking to be renewed. And we throw away things that are perfectly good, even relationships, even jobs that are perfectly good simply because God, in the tension that we feel, wants to renew it. So much so that it's become a cultural phenomenon. It's interesting to me. Sociologists right now call the culture that we live in the throwaway society. Y'all have experienced this before. Y'all ever bought a printer? Y'all ever seen this gimmick? You go buy a printer. It's 150 bucks. It's a nice printer. It'll do the job. It's not a 300 buck printer, but it's a 150 buck printer. It's going to get the job done. And three months later, it's out of ink. And so you go to buy the ink. And the ink is $175. Like, what the crap? This doesn't make any sense. The printer was $150. The ink is $175. I'm just going to throw the printer away. Go get a new one. Right? This is what we do. It costs more in many cases to replace or to renew than it does to replace. And we do this with perfectly good things. The University of Arizona did a study. This is remarkable to me. That right now in the United States, 40 to 50% of all edible food is thrown away. 40 to 50% of all edible food is thrown away. We live in a culture and a society that has started to just throw things away, to discard instead of seeking to renew. See, renewal happens when we begin to seek, even in the middle of brokenness, to find healing and restoration. Even in the middle of feeling tension and brokenness to say, God, I know that I feel this, but I don't have to throw it away. You can renew it. You can renew it. You know, the next morning, this don't always happen with things, but it happened with me. The next morning I went upstairs and I looked on my little table where I put my phone and discussed the night before I went down. And there it was, working. Back to normal. iPhone loop of death gone. It really was a miracle, y'all. I ain't. I mean, I know y'all might not believe me, but it was. Like the Lord dramatically intervened, so I would not have to have an iPhone seven. Right? It was. It's profound. And I think that sometimes the things that we think are lost. And beyond repair are not. We see this every day in our own schedules of life. You ever notice that at the end of the day you get tired? You ever notice that? Happens every day to me. 
Sometimes it happens a lot earlier than other days. But it happens every day. We get tired, and what do we do? We go to bed, and we wake up, and normally we feel refreshed. You get hungry. Some of y'all get hungry a lot more than other ones, right? Some, some of y'all, like me, just eat a lot more than other ones, and so, you, you know, you got to go through seasons where you tell yourself, stop eating so much fatty. Um, so, and, but we eat. We're hungry, and then all of a sudden we eat, and we're, we're, we're full, Right? And it happens. We see it in the seasons of the year where the trees die and lose leaves. And we sit in some of the darkest and coldest days of the year, but we do it with the promise that there's a spring that's coming. Like we, we see the signs all around that though things may feel broken, they are not lost. So, even though we see, often see the sign that there's need to be renewal, we often deny ourselves our own personal need for it. Have you ever noticed that? You ever noticed that with yourself? Find it hard to say no to people. Don't get the sleep you need. Overextend yourself. Spend way too much money doing way too much stuff so that you don't actually get to do the stuff that you really do want to do. That we need personally to be renewed. We know it, but oftentimes we deny it. But here's what I believe, that we might need to replace material things, but God desires to renew living things. God desires to renew living things. God desires to renew relationships. God desires, desires to renew people. He desires to renew living things. Can I just ask you a question before we get going a little bit more? I just want you to be a little honest with me today. How many of y'all would say, and I'm going to give you some characteristics that I ask you to raise your hand. How many of y'all would say that you feel spiritually inconsistent? I mean, th that, don't raise your hand yet. Like, I have trouble, I have trouble reading my Bible and praying. I, there are times that I struggle with doubt. There are times that I just think in the bottom of my heart, I don't know if I really want to do this. Raise your hand if that's you. All right? That's a lot of hands. Most hands. How many of y'all would say today, would you admit to being spiritually weak? Let me give you a definition here. You feel exhausted. You struggle with thoughts of quitting. You feel overwhelmed. You feel lost. How many of y'all would say, I struggle. I struggle with feeling spiritually weak. Raise your hand if that's you. There's a lot of us today that are there. I want you to see this verse out of Colossians 3. I'm going to spend a lot of time in this. Colossians 3, verse 10. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. That word that's in there, renewed, I'm going to zero in on those two that are in yellow right now. Let's start with the word renewed, which is the Greek word ekino. It means 
to make like new, to give new strength, to refresh, to renovate, to rejuvenate. Isn't it good to know that we serve a God that wants to renew us? That wants to get in our lives and bring a new breath of fresh air. You ever been around that friend and you just leave and you're like, I just feel a little bit more alive than I did when I was around them? That's exactly who the Holy Spirit wants to be to you. That's exactly what God wants to do in you times a thousand. God wants to renew you. It's His desire that your relationship with Him should be an eternal process of being renewed. He wants to give you strength. He wants to rebuild you on the inside. He wants to rejuvenate you. He wants when you leave his presence for you to feel like I am so full of life. I feel like I was just born. God wants that for you. But if we're honest, many of us don't feel that way. So to help you identify what needs to be renewed, let me just ask you a few questions. What feels old to you right now? What feels old? Maybe maybe your prayer life feels old. Maybe Maybe it feels a little tired and old when you pull out the Bible and start to try to read it. Maybe, maybe there's a significant friend in a relationship that just feels old right now. What feels old? Because part of that mean, meaning of that word is to make like new. Being renewed means that the things that feel old are changed to be made like new. What about this question? What seems weak? What seems weak right now? In your life right now, what seems weak? There's some of you today, if you're honest, you would say that my, my will to keep going in, in something that I know that God wants me to do, and I, I know it's the right thing to do, but it just I, I just feel weak in it. I don't feel like I have the strength to take the next step. And I know God wants it for me. I know it's what I should be doing, but I just feel weak. I just feel weak. Maybe you feel weak in your your job and there's been stuff that's legitimate reasons to feel that way. But you feel weak. Part of that meaning is to be renewed is to give new strength. To give new strength. That area that you feel weak in. God wants to renew it. And lastly what is broken. What is broken. What's broken in your life. What's broken. Are there broken relationships. Maybe there's some of you that haven't talked to your parents. And maybe some of you that haven't talked to your kids. In a long time. Maybe there's a friendship. That was broken. What's broken? Because part of being renewed is being put back together. And I can tell you from personal experience. If you're going to experience God's renewal, you're going to have to let him address areas in your life that are broken. What's broken? 
Because that's part of the life, part of the area that God wants to renew. And I told you I wanted to focus on another part in that verse, the very beginning of it says, put on your new nature. The word that's translated into put on is in duo, which means literally to sink into clothing or to clothe oneself. Have you all ever noticed clothes are important? I'm glad all y'all came to church wearing clothes today. It's a good thing. So thankful for that. Have you ever caught a friend out in public when they were wearing inappropriate clothes? That ever happened to you? Maybe you just went to the grocery store early in the morning. They're just there trying to get some juice. That's all. So they rolled out of bed, came in their PJs, didn't do their hair, makeup's all a mess because they slept in their makeup, right? They roll up in the food line. I'm not going to see anybody, and there you are. Hey, friend, how you doing? That ever happened to you? Normally in those scenarios, it's, it, you, you're not so, they feel a little awkward, right? But you don't feel so awkward. I'm going to share a moment when it was kind of the inverse of that for me. It was um, this moment. I went, when my wife and I were dating, I had permission to go into their house at all times, which I highly don't recommend because of what I'm about to describe that happened, okay? Um, so I didn't have to knock I just got to come in and we just I got to go it was just like I was part of the family and so one day I showed up at their house to go you know hang out for a little while and and they had a big family room downstairs they had a living room and and uh and kitchen and bedrooms upstairs and so I'm in the family room like yelling nobody hears me right apparently apparently it feels like nobody's there and so I go up the stairs, and their stairs are kind of blind, so I'm walking up the stairs, and I make the corner, and then I make the next corner, and y'all, there's my father-in-law in his tidy whities <laughs> just standing there. And can I, can I tell you that in that moment, he didn't seem to feel like that was awkward at all. Because he struck up a conversation with me. I felt like I just needed to get out of the room. You know, I felt like something inside of me was crawling and it needed to change. I need this situation gone. This is going to scar me. But he was fully confident. Not ashamed. As a matter of fact, when, if I'm ever going to tell a story about a family member, I always text him and ask him. And so, I t- <laughs> y'all, I text him and ask him this question. This is what he sent back. No joke. Look at this. Hey, can I tell a story about seeing you in your underwear tomorrow? Sure, why not? Anything to get people saved. I'm sexy and I know it. (laughs) Ah! That's funny, ain't it? (laughs) Oh, y'all. Man, clothes matter. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed that clothes matter? Have you ever noticed this? That many positions of authority actually come with a set of clothes. Many positions of authority come with a set of clothes. Now, if you have a blue light, you pull me over, you come up to my car not wearing an officer's uniform, I'm going to drive away. (laughs) I've heard too many stories about stuff. I ain't playing that game. Right? But if you come up wearing an officer's uniform and you got the little speaker on your your shoulder and 
all the stuff that's supposed to be there, that uniform is in place. There's an authority that comes with the uniform. All right? If I have a fire in my house and you show up in a pickup truck in shorts, I ain't letting you do anything. You stay outside. You're probably going to hurt yourself. Okay, but if I have a fire and you show up and you're wearing a fireman's uniform, I'm going to let you do whatever you want to do. Break down the door. Sure, whatever. I don't care. You're the fireman. You know there's authority that comes with the uniform. If I show up at the ER and again, you in a swimming trunks and flip flops and you try to start telling me what to do, I ain't going to listen to you. But if you're wearing a nurse's uniform, I'm going to listen. Because there's authority that comes from certain types of clothes. And listen, in this verse, the Apostle Paul is saying, put on the clothes of your new identity. Sink into them. And feel in your heart and in your spirit the authority that comes from wearing the clothes as being a child of the king. See, God has invited us to sink into a new nature that he purchased for us. And in that new nature, there's confidence and inner strength that we've never known. And there is authority. See, God wants to renew you and he wants to renew me. So let's talk about what God will renew in me. The first thing in your notes today in the the fill in the blanks is that God will renew us when we connect with him. So many of us are in desperate need of renewal because our lives are not connected to Jesus. doesn't mean that they're connected to bad things or bad ways of life, but they're just not connected to Him. And when your life is not connected to Him, the source will dry up. Because there is no infinite source outside of Jesus. Which is why Jesus taught us in John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain, everybody say remain, remain. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing. You ever cut a branch off a tree? I have. It looks alive for a little while, doesn't it? Looks just like it did when you cut it off. But if you wait a few days, a few weeks, those leaves turn from green to brown, don't they? And before long, that twig and that branch that was bendable because it was alive becomes fragile and frail and easily broken. That's what happens when we disconnect from Jesus. The only way to be renewed is to be connected to Him. And when we are renewed, God will renew. God will renew your spirit. God will renew your spirit. Can I tell you there are promises in the Scripture that every once in a while I just need to be reminded and sometimes you just got to preach it to yourself. This is one of those. All right, so y'all just bear with me for the next few minutes while I preach to myself about this. 
that God will renew your spirit. That he desires that that which is inside of us that sometimes feels dry and broken and lost to come in and to bring purpose and hope and healing and restoration. God will renew your spirit. Just a little while ago, I asked you, do you feel spiritually inconsistent? Hands up everywhere. Do you realize that in the context of the scriptures that there may be no more spiritually inconsistent person than King David? Called by God, a man after his own heart, but a man who over and over and over again blew it. Spiritually inconsistent. If you ever feel like, y'all ever feel like y'all having one of those days where you can like, I laugh and then I cry and then I laugh and then I, y'all ever feel that way? I have those days a lot. Read Psalm 42. David, David is an emotional roller coaster. And he says this in Psalm 51, verse 10. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Renew my spirit. You know when David prayed that prayer? He prayed it right after he had blown it. When he had basically assumed the wife of another man had that man killed and executed him by throwing him to the front lines. He was caught in the middle of it and it went ugly and then, well, he turned in brokenness to God. And see, the thing about brokenness is many of us oftentimes look at brokenness as a statement of our worth. A statement of our value. But what brokenness really is. Brokenness is an invitation to be renewed. Brokenness is an invitation to be renewed. So are you broken today? Are you the person that's here? That earlier when I said that. What's broken? You, you had things that started to come to mind. Maybe it was a relationship. Maybe it was your finances. Maybe it was your job. What's broken today? Because you might not see this. But maybe God's actually pruning you. Maybe God's actually pruning you. You see, a good gardener knows that from time to time that branch that is growing there is something that has happened to it that caused it to grow in an inappropriate way and so it will come along and will prune that branch back and in the middle of the pruning it feels a lot like death for the branch but the gardener knows that what I'm doing is bringing life maybe God is pruning you because sometimes what seems like death is actually an invitation to be renewed I love Ezekiel 36 verse 26 where God said I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you I'll put it notice within you one of the definitions of the word that is used in scripture is to rebuild 
when we are renewed. And sometimes God has to come in and has to prune what has been built so that he can rebuild what needs to be built his way. He will renew your spirit. And number three, he will renew your strength. He will renew your strength. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Those who trust in the Lord. But it's so easy to trust in something else. It's so easy to trust in the opinion of somebody else. It's so easy to trust in a relationship. It's so easy to trust in your bank account. It's so easy to trust in your job performance. It's so easy to trust in something else. So what are you trusting today for your strength? What are you trusting today for your strength? What is the foundation of your life today? Because that's where you're finding your strength. You see, when you know that God is your source, you stay connected and your strength is renewed. It's part of the reason in the Old Testament God taught that practically. He said you need to take a Sabbath. There needs to be a day in each week where you stop and you say no more. I'll stop working. My to-do list is not over with. But God, you are bigger than my to-do list. And there are things that are on my to-do list that I cannot accomplish. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to step back and stop and trust you. I'm going to trust you. Which is the exact principle that Truett Cathy, who started Chick-fil-A, bought into when they, very, they very, started at the very beginning of that restaurant. I don't know about y'all, but I love Chick-fil-A. Anybody love Chick-fil-A? Christian chicken. It's like somehow the Lord blessed it and it tastes better. I don't know. The closed ones. Y'all ever get mad at Chick-fil-A when it's a Sunday and you forget that they're not open and you go there? That happens to me all the time. He made a decision. We're not going to be open on Sunday. We will take a Sabbath. We will give our employees a break. It will not happen. We will not work on Sundays. You know that today Chick-fil-A does more business per square foot in their restaurants in six days than the leading fast food chain does in seven. Kathy later said it's the best decision I ever made. Not just for business, but because it honored God. See, when you make a decision to honor God and you trust Him, He will take care of you. So are you weak today? Do you need your strength renewed? Come back to the source. I love the words of Jesus in Matthew 11, verse 28, where He said, Come to Me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Stop looking for rest from other circumstances and other places and return back to the source of all your strength, and you will find rest. Thanks for listening. 
This podcast has been a production of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. For more information on our church, we encourage you to visit us online at vortexchurch.com.